inside St. George's. And Colin Morikawa is the open champion. final men's golfing major of the year brian nicholson joins us as usual we've had some good success so far in the major championships sophie walker absent because we have recorded this one quite late and um sophie is with me actually at royal liverpool commentating um i managed to jump on early in the morning brian nicholson thanks so much for getting up so early hopefully the brain um is still working just as good as (laughs) (laughs) Um, I suppose that this Open Championship at Royal Liverpool is going to be completely different um, to anything that you would have usually um, come to expect over the last couple of years because we've had firm, fiery conditions at Hoylake um, in 06. Uh, 2014 was a little bit softer, actually, when McElroy won here. But actually, you look at Royal St. George's, firm, fiery, classic links. St. Andrews, firm, fiery, you know, classic kind of summer St. Andrews. Let me tell you, Brian, it's very soft out there. So does that have any bearing on who you're looking at this week? Yeah, so what we were just talking about there, um, I probably won't change my picks too much, but just the kind of style of golf. So I'm well with the, the homegrown players and, you know, the fine links exponents, shall we say, from around the British Isles or whatever. And... But um, I did mention, I was mentioning through the week that some courses in the more benign conditions, the links courses, and when it's soft, that you can actually um, play more, I say, American style golf, so through the air kind of golf, when you just fire to pins rather than trying to run it in there or whatever. So um, it might give the Americans actually a better chance, especially if the wind doesn't get up. And at the moment, I think it's still only forecast to be about 15 miles an hour tops during the week. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that one plays out. All right. I think when you're looking at the odds on Pinnacle, definitely if you can, whilst you're listening along, get the odds up. But if you look at Pinnacle.com, you've got Scotty Scheffler is the favourite, just ahead of Rory McIlroy after he won the Scottish Open last week. Brian, it's very difficult to look past Rory though, isn't it? After that incredible amount of success that he had um, at the Renaissance Club in very similar conditions to what we're going to be seeing here this week. Exactly. So that's, that's the type of thing I was, I was going to talk talking about as well. Rory would say himself, even though he had a very good round in the wind on Sunday, he'd say himself he's not the best player in the um, in the wind. You know what I mean? As he puts a lot of spin on the ball, hits a high, etc. And but this type of, this type of thing, um, we'll see with him as well. Was, I think it was kind of soft in the earlier rounds as well in the Scottish Open. So yeah, I'll give him more chance to just hit a high and fire at the pins. And again, if the wind doesn't get up too much, um, Rory is definitely the favourite you would think. But actually, looking at the market there. Scotty has actually been backed in over the last day or two, and uh, Rory's still he's still coming a good bit since or compared to what he was before the Scottish. He was actually bigger for the Scottish Open, but yeah, there's been a move on Scheffler there, and um, so the two of them. I think it's because the rest of them are kind of drifting. You see, if you're looking at Rams price, fourteen point five eight. 
So he's drifted out a bit. The other two have tightened. And sometimes that just gives you incentive, actually, to jump on John Ram. Forget about the other two. And then just, you know, you're going to get the value there with Ram, I think, because he's been quiet in the market of late. And there's a lot of guys like that. If you actually look down there, a lot of guys that just haven't been talked about this week. Jordan Speed, 35.7. Um, even Dustin Johnson, he's coming in a little bit now as well. But guys like um, Xander Schaffler, even he's, he's, he's hitting 30. That's the same price as Ricky Fowler, who has he steamed a good bit in the last few weeks, and that's because yeah. obviously he's back with Butch. He won his first event in a while. He's the kind of narrative, the storyline at the minute. So, um, like he's got obviously he's got he's got great form in this kind of he was T second at the High Lake in two thousand fourteen. He's won the Scottish at Galan. He's still ninth in ball strike in his Fowler. So. Uh, He's got a good pedigree in these kind of conditions too. So it's justified enough. But just sometimes when guys like that come in, it's worth looking at going against them. And even if you're talking about match bets and stuff like that, I just I, I put I put out a match bet there. But, um, one of my guys is Fleetwood and he's up against um Bowler and he's 1.925. I actually looked at that last night and he was 1.980 Fleetwood. So he's, he's someone else has picked up on that already. And I'd actually make Fleetwood favour in a match bet, tournament match bet over Fowler. So these are some sort of angles you can look at as well. You know what I mean? If you, it's always interesting to look at it late on on a Wednesday when the markets, they're, you know, they're ever changing, obviously, pre tournament. They are, and I think that's probably with good reason here this week because if it was really firm, fast, fiery, not rained, I'd have probably been tempted to count out people like Brooks Kepker, Dustin Johnson completely, and obviously then people like, even like Sheffley, you know, not that experienced with Lynx golf yet. Um, what's this going to be, his fourth Open Championship? I missed the cut at the first couple, I think, that he played. Um, odds do change, like you mentioned, Rory uh, was uh, eight, uh, plus 8-1-2 on um, Pinnacle before the Scottish Open. He's now at seven oh nine. And then Ricky Fowler, before the Rocket Mortgage, obviously that first win that he had in five and a half years on the PGA Tour in Detroit, he was plus three, um, 3,766, now down at plus 2,541. So actually, um, I think that's that's good. I think that these odds this week that we've got um, at pinnacle.com for Ricky Fowler are really, really decent um, in terms of, the guy's been, like you say, Brian, one of the best ball strikers. His golf game has completely evolved. And, you know, getting that win, getting it done over the getting over the line in a playoff, I, I think it's quite difficult to look past a Ricky Fowler good week anyway. I'm not going to say a win because yeah, obviously... He's ninth in ball striking as well. So, yeah, yeah he's, his tee to green game is definitely on fire. And I think he's done some work on the putting again. He's changed his putter again. So... Mm. Yeah, well, he looks good, but it's just yeah, there's there's arguments for and against, and not 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 against, but just you know when he comes in, you know the, some of the price in the market drift and might be worth looking elsewhere as well. If you know what I mean, I keep looking, at, I keep getting drawn to Jordan Speed there at thirty five point seven. I haven't heard anybody talking about Speed this week, and again, conditions could suit him greatly mm. now that it's soft and he's a bit more that plays that makes the fairways a bit more generous and stuff like that you know so it wouldn't be so i think yeah he might have an early tea time too i was looking at the forecast and i think maybe the early late starters might have a slight advantage as well so uh fleetwood is out with scheffler and scott actually that's a very interesting group at about half nine i think tomorrow so yeah that's definitely one to look at yeah Spieth is an early starter with matt fitzpatrick and jason day i'm not sure that jason day is you know despite again 
getting that win at the Byron Nelson and playing some really nice stuff. I just think that these conditions this week, the rain, whatever, we know that he struggles a little bit with his back. And for whatever reason, Brian, I don't know, I'm lucky enough to not have had any back problems yet. Um, but I know that when the weather conditions aren't great, it can really stiffen up. And I've certainly yeah. seen that with, with Jason Day. I mean, he was, he was leading a PGA Tour event earlier on in the year. And, you know, as soon as it started to rain and temperature dropped a little bit, he just looked a completely different golfer, looked a completely broken man. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, another one, not playing very well and fairly short odds, 56 um, with us. Um, one that did catch my eye here was Tom Kim at 74. Look, again, I'm going to contradict myself. Scotty Scheffler hasn't played many Open Championships and I'm completely dis disregarding him. Um, Tom Kim, 74, had a decent week at the Scottish last week, top 10, was right in the mix, was near all the way through. Um, Two-time winner on the PGA Tour, only 21 years of age. Looking confident, actually, this week when I've seen him hitting a few shots. I can't believe he's down at 74s. I think he's definitely worth a little flutter um, to try and you know at least sneak a backdoor top 10. And he fits that yeah. profile of... You know, being able to work the low shots with the breeze, but then also hit those high, you know, nice towering draws, getting a little bit of extra yardage um, that suit on that suits him so well on the American courses. So Tom Kim, that's it. That's a good little good little nugget there for me. I think I think yeah, our odds are, are all right. That's the kind of thing I was talking about before. I just see people who have been quiet in the market or, you know, not being touted around during the week or whatever. And on Wednesday, they, they tend to drift a little bit as well, even if you wait a little bit later tonight. And um, he was actually, wasn't he? He was very close to winning the Scottish Open last year, actually, Tom Kim, wasn't he? he yeah, I think he's yeah. Put the end or so he's actually, he's already shown that he has a, a liking for Lynx golf style, or Lynx style golf as well. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of them there that, you know, a big argument for. Mine, one one I was talking about earlier in the week, but I didn't really put him up strongly, well, but I'm starting to feel even more strongly now is, because of the weather and whatever, is uh, is Adam Scott, actually. And again, I'm looking at him here, 76.31 here. Um, but yesterday, he was, 96, he was 96 again, so someone must have been touting him yesterday or something, or big bets came in, but I'm not surprised either. And again, it might be down to the weather, but I've, I'm just looking at some stats on Scott. He's, he's actually one of eight in the field who's going to be playing his third open at High Lake. He's got a really strong open pedigree. He should have won. I think it was Murfield when he should have won. It. He was four shots ahead or something. He bogeyed the last four holes there. And then he ha he actually has two top tens of High Lake in his previous two uh, appearances, a T8 and a T5. So um, I was saying earlier in the week there that he actually had two days extra to prep here as well because he missed a cut at Renaissance. But um, he actually shot 67 in the second round last year. He's, so he's still flying in, in the form department. His three recent top tens. And um, yeah, I just think well, it was it was definitely a great price yesterday at ninety six, but even seventy six, I I'd still be well tempted to back Scott at that price, and you could definitely see him up there, you know. And and as I said, I actually like his grouping now with Fleetwood and Scheffler and the time he's out yeah. as well. So and I think so. Sometimes uh, group players they tend to you know buzz off each other, and I can see that group all going low on day one at that time it's the perfect time and if all three of them were up there you know that's and even i wouldn't mind but if, if the three balls if three ball prices are up there i wouldn't mind backing scotty as an outsider you get a great price because he's up against Fleetwood and scheffler and you probably get something like um 5.0 on that and it'd be well worth about i think at that kind of price yeah yeah you know what i completely agree with you there yeah we do have a tournament matchups um 
which is effectively random golfers picked up against each other head to head. You'll know you'll know this, Brian. It's more for, more for you guys listening at home, actually. Um, but people like Bobby McIntyre and Ryan Fox, um, I think that they're they're great little sort of matchups, um, and you can go head to head in their particular groups, and obviously making a little accumulator or a fivefold, whatever you want to do. Um, I think that's quite a nice little, little look at. I'm just looking down our odds again here on Pinnacle. Um, and I see Bri- uh, Ryan Fox, not Brian Fox. I'm thinking you're Brian. Ryan Fox, the <laughs> New <Monty>. Zealander. <laughs> um, big hitting New Zealander. Has done well at Opens past. Has had a really decent season, although cooled off a little bit on the DP World Tour, which I'm not as familiar with. This is where we need Sophie Walker. Um, but uh, Ryan Fox... I think he's really long at 97th in terms of a top 10 finish. He's won the centre, um, the Alfred Dunner Lynx trophy and always performs well, did okay at the Open last year as well. At 97th, I think that those are ridiculous odds. And if you look at some of the people who are like closer to zero than him, they're likes of Corey Connors, Sam Burns. I mean, come on, come on. I think I think that he's got way more of a chance there, so I, th- I think that's that's another one for you. I think Fox as well is another that will, will benefit from a little softer conditions because he's such a big hitter. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. When the when it's soft, he can cut the corners of some of these internal out of bounds and stuff like that, and you know, land it, and it won't there won't be as much run out. So it makes the you know it gives the big hitters a lot of an advantage when it's wet and soft like that. So yeah. Where do you stand on a home winner, Brian? Um, a English winner, obviously in yeah. England. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, so um, my my actual favourite or my favourite bet of the week is Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Liverpool leader himself. So obviously he knows this course very well. He's um, so I've used if you use all you know my models that I use the course fit and progressive four models. Um, he ranks pretty highly in both. I just checked there. He was. Um, 8.87 actually in the course fit and 9.53 in progressive form. So he's progressing into form really nice. Now he's T6 at the weekend. But recent, just some of the recent, uh, he was fifth at Wells Fargo, second in the Canadian, and fifth in the US Open. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's played some really good stuff, isn't he? And yeah, his cat and his caddy Ian Finnis is also a local boy as well, Scouser. Yeah, yeah. they were delighted to get there. Just watching some of the tweets, and I say a Open Championship finally here. So I say he's got a lot of prep done and whatever. And but just looking at some of his stats as well, I think so. In this course as well, there's um, some of the changes that were made. There's some more catchment areas kind of around the greens added, and obviously the big pop bunkers are the, the biggest defense of the course. But um, if you're looking at like strokes gained around the green, he's actually seventh. Um, would as well, so that would help him there. He's actually seventh in strokes gained tee to green and seventh in strokes gained around the green. So, yeah, everything again, every and he's got a great open record in general. He was just he just missed out to um, uh, Shane Lowry in Port Rush as well, and yeah. he was up there last week. So, or sorry, last year too. So, um, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood is kind of my best bet this week. I think at, at around pushing thirty. There's not been an English winner in England. Since 1969. That's incredible, isn't it? I mean, obviously, we've had Nick Faldo win it, but even Nick Faldo, that was, what, 1992? So we're over 30 years since an English winner of the Open. And actually, if you look at it, nobody's really come that close uh, from an English perspective. But I think that the crop is strong. Obviously, 
the championship has no memory either. It's not like they're trying to get rid of them. Anyway, we'll see. Um, I'm talking to the wrong man in an Irishman about all this anyway. <laughs> he's actually he's actually drifted a bit, actually, to 34 as well now with mm. Fleetwood. So, yeah, that's that's a very good price now. I'm well happy with that, yeah. Yeah, you're well happy with that. You're going to be lumping on the second I finish stop recording this podcast. Um, yeah, okay, nice. Anybody really kind of that we've not mentioned? Um, this is a shorter podcast, obviously, this time around uh, to make it more digestible for you guys because we're obviously putting this out on Wednesday afternoon, the day before. Uh, Brian, anybody else that I feel like we should have given a little bit of kudos to that we haven't? Yeah, well, just we continue on then with the English guys team. And I think they've got a, a great chance to put that record to bed actually at the moment so it's Tyrrell Hatton as the other one and again he'd be a similar price to Tommy Fleetwood I just uh, he might have moved as well let's see let's have a look He's he he was playing 30, practice 31 for 34 31.4 there I think now yeah so that's another good price for Hatton again he's 15th um, in the PJ Championship 27 in the US Open four top sixes in his last um, seven events and that's actually um, 9.8 on the progressive form uh, yeah, uh, model. So he's coming into t- really right up there at the top, top of his form at the moment. He's, uh, you know, he'll tell you himself, he absolutely loves links golf. Um, course fit is a 9.0 out of 10. Uh, and again, he was T6 in um, Scotland last week. And I think he actually led. He actually led in Scotland on the final day early on because he was out earlier and he started fast. So he led for a while there. So yeah, he could have finished higher there, you know. So I think a lot of them kind of fell off um, down the stretch. And it was only in the end, Robert McIntyre and Rory were four and five shots ahead of the field. So it was much more condensed, only maybe five holes before that or something. So yeah, and then McIntyre is another one for the homegrown contingent if you want to put a Scott mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, um, he's ten point zero on the progressive four model, and he's around seventy or eighty on pinnacle, and maybe a little higher. Yeah, um, let's have a look at that actually, because he's he's definitely worth a worth a shout. Is Bob McIntyre, especially after that? So so, I mean, he, he was so so yeah. close last week, but but close, you know, and, and could have got the business done. So what's seventy eight? Just over seventy eight. Yeah, so that's fair. That's, that's about fair for again. I've gotten I've gotten down at like top of the tree, ten point oh progressive form. So he's coming off a fourth at Himmerland, which is another linksy style course, and then he followed it up with the near win yesterday. And so he says he says it himself. He's playing his best golf in over a year, and um, he's one of the top. I think he's one of the top uh, kind of links players in the game. So again, probably if the weather gets worse for him, it might be better, but. I'd still expect him to be to make a good charge for the top ten anyway, if not. Right, I absolutely love it. Um, we are trying to keep this one nice and tight for the listeners. I think actually, um, but Bob McIntyre. Before we go, he's obviously got that ca- that carrot that's been dangled of potentially booking his spot in the Ryder Cup team, or at the very least, impressing Luke Donald. And that is the case for a lot of players here this week who are wanting to just demonstrate that they've got the got the credentials, got the made of pedigree, the games are in good fettle, we're what, less than sort of two and a half months away from uh, Rome, Marco Simone Golf Club. So actually, I think um, Bobby Mack will have that fire burning in his belly, won't he? He won't be happy with that runner-up last week. Um, no. so. Neither was I, neither was I, because I was on him at three figures, pre. <laughs> oh, no, Brian. I thought, I thought when you got that, I thought when you got the birdie against the head on the last, I thought he was sorted, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Rory, Rory got me again. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, thanks for listening, and we will be back next time 
we record. We're not sure when that may be. But anyway, thank you very much for listening to Major Talk. Uh, Brian Nicholson, um, who is a superb tipster and has had some great winners all the way through this season. Uh, Brian, thanks so much. Um, remember, all odds correct at the time of recording. Pinnacle.com is where you can find the latest odds. Um, and thanks very much for listening. <laughs>